Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Uh, G and I have set our Arc Knights to audio auto deploy uh, for the time being, so we can uh, record a podcast about what, anime. What auto deploy? F- the sanity rate on that game is fuck. The energy, fuck the energy meters. If your guys' <laughs> game's got energy meters, you get the fuck out of here. This is. <laughs> 10, just, 10 sanity an hour? Are you fucking kidding me? Did you see how sanity is that what you said? <laughs> that that's their energy the currency. Energy. They, they go insane if you use them for too long. I, or you do. You as go the, uh, the commander. It's some it's uh, some bloodborne fucking insight shit. I don't right, know. Right. Did you see how Fire Emblem Heroes is adding auto deploy, but only as part of their paid subscription feature? Oh wow, that's wow 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 wow. Mm. wow. <laughs> yeah, no the the auto deploy in Arc Knights is pretty cool. They have a lot of nice quality of no, life no, no. stuff, and I like, don't a... I don't understand why they still have the energy system when everything yeah, else is really cool I, in that game. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I would almost I could almost accept it if there was like a way to like like bank I don't know like a percentage of your leftover like energy from the prior day or something. Like I, I don't know. It's just. Well, you got to time uh, your level ups that fill it all the way back up yeah. to land yes. at zero. We shouldn't be have we shouldn't have to do that in in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, gotcha FGO, games right? can be better. <laughs> who am I kidding? Yeah. yeah, who are you kidding? And at least so my like, at least okay, my what, what kind of like half naked ladies are on this this slot machine? They're actually not that naked. Yeah, Jill, back me up here. This is like the least horny gacha game of all time. I mean, let's um, wait. I, I don't. I haven't seen the optional skins yet, so let's wait till the skins start coming out. But the the, for now, the skins, they just yeah, showed two new for your ones. Summer event to happen. Yeah, they just showed two that. new skins, and they're actually putting more clothes on them. So yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> what are they doing? Like wedding dress version or something? No, they got like no, big no coats. Version. Yeah, just coats. Like, it's like literally like the fall catalog skin, just like. Huh. Nice fashion. I mean, wait, but we're not we're not talking about smile down the runway today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to uh, get well, at least my watch that show to come on the podcast. But at least my gotcha luck is holding up in that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, anyway, maybe that'll be another story for another day. How about anime? Um, about, all right, anime. About anime. Anime was a mistake. So uh, yeah, this is our our first uh, normal episode of the winter season here. Uh, we're gonna talk about. A c- we're still watching quite a few things. I don't know how long that's gonna hold up <laughs> by next time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. But before we get into it, to introduce everybody, I'm Jell, and we have uh, Iro with me today. Still here, not dead yet. We have G. It was good, y'all. Glad to be here. I'm ready to talk about the finales of my favorite anime that aired this season. The Good Place and BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I, I have to catch up on The Good Place. I, I yeah, not... I just, I finished the finales of both those shows like a couple days ago, so they've been weighing uh, on my mind. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a very different podcast. Yeah, so but just uh, proof that we're not just weebs who watch 100% Japanese stuff. We do occasionally watch some, uh, some uh, Dirty Gaijin entertainment as well. Yes, and uh, we also have Marlin. 
Although this goes to show that we all watch the same Western stuff, because I also watch the end of The Good Place, and I am very conflicted. <laughs> oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah, I... Yeah. I it's I'm not gonna we can't do this in this for podcast. my particular reasons you can think sure sure but I will just say that both BoJack Horseman and the Good Places finales had weirdly analogous themes and I might huh. actually argue that maybe BoJack Horseman might have done it slightly better than the Good Place. Man, do I have and, to, do I have to watch BoJack Horseman? Uh. <laughs> I can, we cannot get into this tangent, but okay, okay. I'll just, okay. I will, I will say this. I will say this. Like for a show that like started, you know, pre twenty sixteen election and was very much leaning into that kind of like specific brand of like leftist nihilism, brand of humor. I will say that by its final season here in twenty twenty, it has kind of had an interesting uh, turnaround in its in its sincerity, in its empathy for its characters in a. Uh, a surprisingly nuanced way, but again, this if I want leftist the... nihilism, yeah. we'll just play Disco Elysium again. <laughs> yes, yes, but we cannot get into that in this yeah. podcast. About, how about some characters that have no charisma, like Bakugo? Uh, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> My right. Hero Academia has been going on, you know, we're in like the second half of season four? Season four? Yeah, so... Just to kick things off, we, we did our season preview or first look or whatever last time. We we didn't get to, like, ongoing show stuff, so we're going to do a little bit of that now. And as Iroh mentioned, uh, you guys have been telling me My Hero Academia isn't good anymore. I mean, it's not the, it's it's not the best arc that the manga has yeah. had, and so it's hard to get excited about, yeah, like, it... oh, yeah, it's going into this arc. So what yeah. what's Hooray. the... What's this arc about? Uh, well, they just wrapped up the arc about saving a little girl from the Yakuza, the evil Yakuza. So B-Stars. <laughs> yep. uh, <laughs> I, I fucking wish. I, Although, yes, I well, wish. no, wait. And no, then... like, like an actual little girl, not a woman that is little. <laughs> uh, and uh, now it's Big the difference. arc of... Because the, like, uh, season three was about the, like, exams to get their like temp hero licenses so they could legally fight crime um and certain characters failed the test uh whereas the protagonist did not and so now it's like hey remember those characters who failed the test time for them to take the remedial test so it's all the like edgy rival characters who are very popular with the fans but who suck ass um Mm mm-hmm be yeah, the spotlight. It, it is definitely one of those things where it is one of those very stark reminders of like the like actually really wide disparity in in the fan base of like often what are very popular shonen in terms of like which characters resonate with like the majority of the fan base, like which ones end up right. being the most popular. Like because it is definitely a thing of like yes, there is a very vocal like part of the fandom that dislikes Bakugo, but, like, realistically, it is, like, you know, a, a minority, a vocal minority at best. Like, the numbers show time and time <laughs> again, like, he is the show's most popular character, like, by a huge margin. Like, yes. and, and, and it's definitely one of those this things why we like, don't get good things. Yeah, kind of, right? It's, 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that make me lose faith in humanity, and that's got to be, like, on the top of my list. But. <laughs> Don't you see, Jell, him telling somebody to go kill themselves in the first episode, and now attacking small children uh, <laughs> is definitely character development. <sighs> it's, right, it's now just he's a... just saying that you should tie up and beat children and not have them kill themselves. <laughs> and it's almost like the thing that I, I maybe even you know, dislike more about this arc, maybe because I have, you know, the foresight of what's coming in the manga, is that... So the whole reason Bakugo is, like, the star of the show is because in the prior arc, he takes what is maybe one of his first major setbacks, like, in the entire story. You know, they are taking this big, proper test to, like, become proper, you know, certified heroes. And he fails outright, like... They straight up, like, because of his attitude in the first place. They explicitly tell him he has failed as a hero, that he could never be a hero in his current state. And you're like, oh, good, maybe this will be... uh, He'll finally gain the self-awareness he needs to stop being such a shithead. And not to spoil the results of this arc, but (laughs) sorry, no, actually this arc just solidifies that Bakugo can be a total fucking shithead to whoever he pleases, and the world will wrap itself, or warp itself in a way to ensure that he is rewarded for that behavior each and every time. And it's tiring to watch. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of thinking of just dropping it. it it's I, I'll, I'll do like the what is going to be the second half of this core. Yes, yes, there the, is. The, you know, you know, like the opening is all about. The actual <laughs> right, part right. Of this. this whole like school yes, fair yes, kind of thing. It's like, funny that to seems me like that the, the opening is all about the school festival, and then yes. like there's actually going to be like three to four episodes of this remedial test before that. Right. But and, nobody gives a shit. And so that's <laughs> the thing. It's like I would, I would say that like, at least to you, Marlin, I would say try to like just <laughs> grin and bear, bear it for now because uh, okay, assuming they put in the resources. There are some really good moments coming up in what is actually maybe one of my favorite fights in the entire series. Uh, okay. And weirdly enough, it is because it is weirdly low stakes. Like, hmm. potentially, right. potentially, like potentially even lower stakes than the sports festival. Like, hmm. these are like the lowest possible stakes imaginable. But because okay. of that, like, the people who are involved in this fight are like allowed to go entirely all out balls to the wall for some reason it's it, it, it weirdly works and hmm. it's it's one of the highlights of this like what is otherwise like a very yeah. very weak part of the, the the story okay so there's hope for the future it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not like the show is doomed we're just in a bad stretch right yeah, now yeah this is like I don't know, like, maybe there are people out there that like the Yakuza arc. I found the Yakuza arc to be both too long and not really have a great payoff. Then you have, yeah. like, the Bakugo remedial test stuff, and then, like, we have a good fight coming up, but, like, it's... Overall, this is definitely, like, you know... The low point. Uh, yes. So far. Just wait till, what, season five? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, going even lower, baby! <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's... it's getting worse. Do you you really think it gets worse from here? I, I mean, like... the 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 villain arc. Oh, is a bit... 
Some people really like the villain arc. Like, uh, I, I, some people say it's actually... I, I know, I know. I feel I, like I repeatedly run into the issue nowadays with My Hero Academia of, I like this in concept, but in execution, I don't know about this. Or maybe mm. it's more like, for, for better or worse, the majority have clearly stated what they like about My Hero Academia, and for mm. better or worse, I think Horikoshi is beginning to pander to that segment of the fan base because mm. they technically do represent the majority. And I don't know. It uh. So happens when you get too big, man. Yeah, kinda, kinda. It's it's. How long it, until it says until Horikoshi says somehow Palpatine returned? Uh, <laughs> 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 <sighs> all right. Well, everything's you have all been warned. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully that will. I, I mean. Are we going to see recovery this season? You're saying at least in the back half. Eh, should be some. There'll be some yes. good, yes. at least some good parts. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking of long running shonen manga. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the the famous shonen manga Chihaya Furu. <laughs> yeah. So Marlon, you were saying uh, some stuff has been going down on, in uh, Chihaya Chihaya Furu, which has been back and continuing on this season. Yeah, you know how I've been like talking about nothing but the card battles. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, one of the dudes confessed to Chihaya, the main character. <gasps> wow, Gasly. which was like no. way more development than I had ever expected at the halfway point. <laughs> Man, it's like the main love or some other dude, and, or and I assumed, you know, kind of that the first guy to confess was going to lose, and I assumed it was going to be the guy that's like closer to her, the one that's she ha- on the she team, have, like a reverse harem, uh, Tai Chi. But it would, it's Arata. Yeah, the, how many how yeah. many guys are in the running? Here? There's only two. So okay. she, they're like two oh, childhood no, friends of hers. They all grew up playing Karuta together. So it's the like pretty charismatic guy versus the shy, like aloof, but you know secretly warm. I guess you would say. You know, he's kind of like uh, a yes, yes. We know the type. Mm-hmm. Okay, we gotcha. <laughs> But yeah, so so the the shy guy confessed because he like just barely lost, which actually that was kind of a weird part. But like it's so weird because that the romance stuff has really amped up, but then all of the main characters are out of the running of tournaments, so they're going into like what is the championships of Karuta, and none of the main characters are involved. Huh? Just their well... teacher. Maybe. Like Chihaya's out and everything. Yeah, Chihaya. Well, huh. Chihaya didn't even participate in the like, oh, qualifiers, and then that's right. Th- yeah, the guy that confessed to her was going to, or could have challenged the the master in the championship, but then he lost. And so it's their I, teacher that's going to play the I master. I mean, maybe that's why they're going into the relationship stuff is because I, they don't have card battling to we, focus I, on. I mean, we yeah. we well, kind of got some of that. We know. Um, I'm making, I'm thinking of March comes in like a lion because like yeah. Ray doesn't win all the time. Uh, Actually, that's he loses true. quite a bit. Like a, a lot of times, you get some of the the other characters, but but those would only be like you know one or two episodes off. It sounds like this is like a big. It's just, but you also remember those times when it would be like Seo-san playing, and it's like, sure, he's an okay guy, but you didn't really care about watching him play. Right. And so now we have their teacher playing the master, who their teacher is like this nice, likable old guy, but then the master's just this this douche, basically. <laughs> and so it's like, it's not really very, like, appealing, 
is this is this their way of setting up the like uh, the the villain killing the master so that these the students have to get uh, revenge? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Like yeah, because yeah, I'm just not sure how they go into the end game from here. Like I I assumed that this would be the like this season would end the show. Maybe I'm wrong about that. The, the end will be a time skip ten years later with Chahaya taking down the uh, the that... main. Uh bad guy or something. Yeah, I guess that's my assumption. Maybe they're like they're pivoting to the romance being the the crux of the plot. I mean, so the thing I don't know. so it sounds like the show is still pretty good if you're watching it, Marlin, but like all this like for, maybe it's just because of like my experience with these kind of subplots, but like this would be setting off like a million red flags in my head of oh, we're pivoting away from the sports to focus on the romance subplot and that's like a huge red well, flag. Like I would well, be like, like, oh you no! You think that they're doing that, but they like they focused on it for half an episode after that, maybe a full episode. You could argue, but then now they're back to like I said, the the fight between their teacher and the master. Right. I guess. I guess and, what I mean is like, do you fear that there is still a chance of like, I don't know, uh, a, 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 a triangle situation happening? You know, like a oh love well, I mean, it's always been a love triangle source of drama. From, like, pretty much the beginning of the show but the thing is the main character is such an idiot that i can't really imagine them doing a good like drama out of this they can only make a comedy out of the fact that she's like so so you don't think it's gonna like turn into like some sort of like trite unearned source of drama sort of thing I mean, it could, but I don't think that they could execute it on it well. So hopefully, that's not how they go. I assume <laughs> see, that's what I mean. <laughs> see, I assume like she's going to realize she likes the guy, but doesn't like want to be in a relationship with him, and then the other guy is going to come in and confess, and she's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I probably was hot for you the whole time. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out." <laughs> yeah, because that happens in real life, but um. <laughs> yeah, uh Huh. Has the show just been going on too long? Is that maybe the problem? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean like but that yeah it needs to end. Like this better be the end of the show. Cause yeah, they're they're wrapping up this plot line and oh, if they the manga do, over? I don't think it is, is the thing. Yeah, that's not that doesn't bode well. Yeah. Then, I don't know. So who knows what'll happen. Oh. Uh, they could always bring it back again in another six years. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so join the club yeah, with Full Metal Panic. There's always room for <laughs> shoujo sequels for some reason. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on it. I, I don't hear much about Furu too much these days in the the anime. I, I mean, streets. yeah, that was like the big thing. Is like was the a big, confession. Yeah. And so. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully they can... Uh... That's the problem. They won the high school championship, and it's like, the only way to go up from there is these championships, but then all the main characters are out of the championship. So it's like, what are they doing? <laughs> There's no way to ratchet up the tension. Gotta do the international cards to circuit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, love, I love how... Fast Russians or something. Yeah. I, I love how we're all. Uh, I love how we're all speculating, and like none of us have watched other than Marvel. <laughs> well, it's because we I, all I, I have thank watched you for indulging me. Two in our lives, so yeah, we can make cool. reasonable conclusions based on right. the information we've been given. Like eventually, uh, a, a rude, brash American Karafuta player is going to show up <laughs> in a, with a with a fucking 
with a with a with a with a varsity jacket and a cheeseburger in in their they, hand. They actually did do a match Cowboy where they played hat. an international school, and it's like they all actually were kind of bad because. They all were learning, you know, like they all didn't really know Japanese that well. Right, right. I, I mean, I, I guess that's probably the more logical outcome of uh, they tried. international <laughs> circuit that... of this obscure Japanese card game. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Um, let's let's move along to the new currently airing sure. shows. Get back to some of these, and we'll. Start with Somali and the Forest Spirit. Uh-huh. I have not uh, resumed watching this at all, so you guys are going to have to help fill me in. How's that How's that uh, going? Continues to be totally inoffensive. Yeah. The backgrounds continue to be really pretty, but... Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I Precocious I feel... Child and Robo-Dad. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like, at this point, you've watched enough episodes to kind of know, like, I think what you're in for with this show, like... You know, it's going to be a show about, as Eero said, a precocious child learning about the truths of the world and the emotionally stunted robo-dad coming to, uh, uh, I guess, learn how to love and all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's, it's the, it was the classic uh, precocious kid, like, runs away to do something dangerous in a... In a yeah. in a long shot in, in, in a like in a in a delusional long shot like gambit to to win her dad's love that she thinks she has lost and uh, of course it's dangerous and of course Robo Dad scolds her which just makes her even more sad and then Robo Dad has to learn that you know. <laughs> Maybe you should hug your children every now and then, basically. <laughs> but, uh, but like, here's the secret thing. Like, his his whole thing about not having her go outside is totally legit. Like, things want to eat her. Everyone. Yeah, I, There's it's, not it's... a single creature that has not responded to, oh, humans? You oh, mean, yeah, do you want to eat one? <laughs> like, the, the whole idea yeah. that he would let her out ever at all is crazy it's it's definitely again again i think this is like maybe i don't want to call it the dissonance but i think i think for better or worse because again i I, having talked to people who've read the manga they insist like don't worry it does start to ratchet up the drama and the tension later but i think the issue is like right now it is kind of hard to see that tension because you know for you know to to bring up what we mentioned in the last podcast perhaps similar to the beginning of undertale like everything is so saccharine everything is so like lighthearted right now it is hard to like uh, 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 rationalize that drama like other than the fact that every single like be- like yeah. person we have met in this show like no matter how cheery or good natured they are the, men- the the second you bring up humans like oh yeah humans i love enslaving and or eating them and it's like <laughs> right <laughs> like even the the like and also, nobody ever thinks it's suspicious that the golem always asks about humans and has this small human-looking child with him at all times. A minotaur. You heard him. <laughs> Obviously, she's got horns. Right. Yeah. Horns you, you that you see never that see. Hood. <laughs> <laughs> you see them right under the hood there. Yeah, that, that's um, what you would do. I mean, the other thing is, I, I didn't realize when we were talking about it last time, uh, Golem Dad has a sp- specific timer on his life. Right. right? It's not yes. like he has He's mysterious got like a year disease. And like a half about. He knows he has like to the day mm-hmm. how long he has to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
I'm sure I'm sure the play there is you leave that in the background for a couple episodes and then bring it up later to add ratchet up the drama yeah Yeah. i mean but uh i think that is probably the obvious play the the other thing i'll bring up that's a little weird about smalley is as someone who only read a few chapters of the manga they're skipping events in the anime i mean the i mean you know so far it's been pretty episodic right go to a you know our jrpg style go to a new village you know everybody learns a capital v very important lesson but they did skip, like, so, like, in the manga, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, because I assume eventually they'll bring this back, but they they visit, you know, like, one of the one of the themed villages they, they visit is is the village of the witches. It's like some little witch academia shit. It's just a hmm. magical village where witches live, and the most notable thing is that, like, they all look like normal humans. Like, you know, uh. like, you know, young women, but they are human looking right mm. and I, I didn't read far, far enough to know if they like you know kind of bring this i write transform or bring this up as like a point that like hey actually there are beings who live in this world that basically look exactly like normal humans but are specifically not categorized as human and do not suffer the same i would love to, to devour your flesh conundrum <laughs> as actual <laughs> okay, humans and it seemed like they were introducing... Maybe I should just go back and pick up the manga, but they were starting to bring up, like, what seemed like bigger plot points because, like, the golem was, like, visiting this village because he heard a rumor that, like, a witch there had, like, actually met and spoken to humans hundreds of years ago or something, and it's just weird that they... Right. It, like, because here's the thing. I, I read this, which means it must have been pretty early because I only read, like, five or six chapters, hmm. but... right. It seems like they've skipped it entirely, which is. Uh, it I, sounds like that would be a kind of important area to explore, or uh, to me, it sounds like an interesting area to explore. Right, right? or if but, nothing else, like it, it again, like to compare this to like a B tier JRPG, this feels like cutting out an entire location. Like even if, like here's the thing, I could be wrong. This arc with the village of the witches could be entirely incidental. It could be total filler, and that's why they cut it out. I don't know, but even then, it seems strange to just even excise then, like, an entire location from the anime. Even then, yeah, like like you said, just to have another species that is clearly humanoid would help because, like I said, like my whole thought process is there's only like what. Yeah, like I could, as far as I can tell, there's just minotaurs that look like humans, and she's on her own. She's just a kid. Like, what's the chances that she accidentally reveals that she's human? Like, seems pretty high if you just leave her alone for like six hours. But if there's other humanoid-looking creatures, it would help make it more make more sense. Right. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Again, I guess uh, we'll have to see if it actually goes anywhere eventually, uh, <laughs> as, as, as we're being yeah, told. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, it is uh, the thing of, like, I think that the issue that, like, Somali runs into versus, say, a Made in Abyss, which kind of did a similar thing of, like, cutesy aesthetic, but ratcheting up the tension bit by bit is emphasis on the bit by bit, right? Like, Made in Abyss made it clear from, like, even episode one and two that, like, Hey, things are gonna like. 
yet yeah. worse there or was, weirder and, or it, more horrifying. And the problem is that, like, people tell me that Somali does a similar turn, but it has not done a great job of, like, gradually introducing that. Maybe I'd have to watch more of it to, like, really pin the difference, but I think both shows, in, in Made in Abyss, there definitely was a sense of dread. Yeah. Like, beneath everything and i think they tried to do that with somali to a certain degree but i I don't know how much it actually bleeds into like every day you know your average episode other than you kind of know it's there in the background whereas in in made in the abyss i feel like that was always the sense of tension and like yeah like foreboding uh hanging over it um and you know maybe i i'd have to probably watch more to really point out details on why that's different from show to show but it felt more effective in, in made of a bit made in abyss but all right well we will uh touch base with that show again for sure as we season goes along so mm-hmm. let's move along to uh Bofuri. i don't want to get hurt so i'll max out my defense i heard they patched her skills yeah, so I'm going to try right. to convince everyone uh, that the show is actually pretty decent again. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, uh, episode three does start with uh, the main girl and her friend reviewing the patch notes uh, because they broke the game, and now the developers a month later have uh, changed all their skills. to So so she got nerfed. Um, uh, they discovered the exploits in the... Developers yeah, and that's actually pretty good. <laughs> she can her 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 most powerful skill is called devour, and she can only use it five times a day now. Um, and uh, it's kind of fun because they have to then you know figure out other ways to break the game, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, including uh, this kind of comes up more in episode four. Uh, she learns like uh, cover skill because of course she's the defender tank. So cover skill makes it she'll she'll teleport immediately in front of her friend to block an uh-huh. attack at any time. I played Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's very much the Final Fantasy cover, the Final Fantasy Paladin skill, right? But uh, the so so they figure out because her friend has chosen to uh, play Swashbuckler class, which is all speed based. <laughs> sure. And oh, I so see. her her friend can run really fast and she can just use the cover skill to teleport in front of her friend to make up for her lack of movement. <laughs> ah, that's pretty sure. good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of stuff they. so they have to keep figuring and figuring these things out now that their, uh, you know, their abilities I, have been nerfed. I can appreciate that. Like I, you know, I, I'll admit, Jill, I think you're doing a pretty good job of selling this because it sounds like this show is actually playing with something. Its, that, yeah. Engages yeah. with the game side. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I don't think everybody would really, I think unless you play video games, you're not going to care, but for people who play a lot of video games like us, like, those, that kind of thing is kind of fun. And the fact that, I, I talked about this last time, they keep it fun, because, like, it's still a video game. They log out at the end of the day. Nobody's life is in danger or anything. Right. So they're actually just right. enjoying it, right? They're actually just two friends enjoying playing video but games. But if you die yeah. in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> I mean that's a but, thing, right? right? Like it the, actually plays. The, that's in- not the case. So <laughs> so like so like they can try crazy things, knowing that wor- the worst case it's a video game. Right. Who cares, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. just like just like gunpla battle because it's uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. because they're kids' toys. We can go all out. Indeed. Yeah, and I, I want to mention 
because I I wanted to see a few episodes to see if it if we if we keep up. The show looks really good. <laughs> um, Does it now? Okay. And and uh, there's a lot of action. Uh, every episode has had a pretty long like five to ten minute fight scene that's okay. really well animated. But does it have um, pretty backgrounds? <laughs> the, the backgrounds important... are the backgrounds are, are, pretty, are pretty nice. That's that's, that's um, the important metric this season. <laughs> I, I would not I would not put them up there with with the other top contenders of the season, but it looks fine. Uh, so I, I feel like I haven't looked up the staff, but I feel like I'm wondering if there's some like young hungry uh, animators that got assigned to this trash. What studio that is are, this? Uh, Silverlink. Silverlink. Oh, huh, okay. Who usually do not have a reputation for high animation quality. No, Silverlink is not a name I associate with. Uh, in fact, most of the time their their stuff looks like hot garbage. Yeah. And, and uh, and Shin Onuma has to like bail them out with his like weird art style stuff, which <laughs> right. isn't really present here at all. It just looks it's just like well animated. So it's just a conventionally um, decent looking show. Okay. Yeah, hmm. and. And it's been pretty consistent quality up through the first four episodes. There sure. hasn't been any drop off or anything. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I like. I would almost put it more. It's. I would obviously it's not the the type of isekai show that we're that's popular right now with the wish fulfillment stuff, but it's almost more like a. a I would almost say like a slice of life show, like in the mood, but there's a lot of action in it, so it's not like slow and boring. Mm. Um, and but but the, like the tone of it is still very fun and lighthearted. And the problem just, you is know, that like with a title like I don't want to get hurt till I max out my defense, like <laughs> you're just asking to be lumped with all of the other trash isekai shows. Oh, most definitely. Right. I mean, that's why I watched it because I wanted to. I wanted to. Like, like, I wanted to throw a, uh, a a terrible isekai show on my list to say I watched something bad this season, and then I was surprised to find out right. like, it would that almost make more sense for it to be I don't want to get damaged or something. Well, it is it is like a VR game, so I don't know if they feel something when they get hurt or something. Oh, I, I don't turn down I, your I mean, pain I, slider, man. Yeah, <laughs> as I, as I oh, no, as I've I said before, you gotta, you gotta play with all environmental sliders turned all the way up so, you can, so it can feel real. <laughs> the um, the game they're playing basically is Sword Art Online. Like they have the headset and everything. Okay. So uh, yeah. So uh, so when she started playing, because she's never no wonder played video it's so games easy to before, break. Apparently, so fucking unbalanced and shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, apparently, it is very easy easy to break. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying it and. You know, I kind of get a kick out of the the dumb video game. Sure, I mean, sure. it logic. sounds like it sounds nice like it's that. doing a very specific thing in its lane, but it's doing it pretty well, or even very well by the standards, the immensely low standards <laughs> of that lane. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? It kind of reminds me of when you guys were talking about, and I didn't watch this, but the the that sort of online spin off the Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I did watch that whole dumbass show. Yeah, how how even though it was dumb, you guys seem to get at least some measure of pleasure out of it, right? Because uh, it was just a game there too, right? And that one, yeah, yeah, and and some of the like the the ah yes, the anti tank sniper rifle is only one in the whole server, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe it's kind of that same energy. I don't know. I didn't watch that show, so I can't say for sure. But from what I heard, you guys talking about it. 
kind of that same neighborhood, I guess. Well, speaking of shows that you said you wanted to watch something bad this season, it sounds like <laughs> you still got your yeah, wish because uh, you guys were right. The show isn't good. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Mar- Marlon, you watched you watched episode four, right? Yeah. I know we talked about episode three. Uh, I'll just say it flat out. Episode three sucked. Episode three sucked. Um, Oof. Yeah, uh, we're talking about. I guess we have to should say we're talking about uh, toilet bound Hanako. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I I love I loved the first episode. I liked the second episode. Episode three sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they they're going. So my my thing was like. The show could go two ways. There was one way I would have liked, which was the focus on the relationship between the main girl and, and Hanako Kun and him kind of kind of experiencing normal everyday life in very extraordinary circumstances, that kind of thing. That would have been a great show. And then there's the way it actually went. And then there's the other way that I could see it going where it's sort of like a uh bad uh like shown in battle anime monster of the week thing with some uh uh, some they they try to go in some t- some scenes they try to go full horror, which for this show does not work because it's so yeah cute not, and not colorful right. <laughs> and funny. Uh, and so th- so episode three and four are like one arc focused on like the next you know monster of the week, and it's like the 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 don't step on the fourth stair stair type of urban legend thing or you know. Sure. The monster will get you whatever. The seven mysteries of the school. Right. Right, Any any variation of that you wish. Mm -hmm. Um, Episode three was awful because like they were basically playing like escape the room, and it was extremely boring. uh, Where they were just like looking for stuff for twenty minutes. Right. Uh, Episode four was okay. It was okay, I guess. Where they kind of tried to cash in on what they were building up to in episode three, where they confront the monster and her past and all that stuff. Yeah, but But like the monster turns into a brat by the end of it, and it's like, you just. It's just like I don't. I don't feel invested. I don't care about the other, like, urban legends in the the school. Like I did. Like I don't need that. Right. That was never like intended to be the primary appeal, or at least to you that was never the primary appeal of the show right. right there was there was so much to work with with that main couple of just like and, and we saw the glimpses of that in episode one and two where of them like building their relationship in this very bizarre you know make make it a supernatural romance as opposed to you know whatever it is now but it does not um i don't know does not bode well for the future. I'll probably still keep watching it. I don't know about you, Mom. Uh, I don't think so. I'll I'll give I'll, I'll give him another. The only thing that know. might make me do it is that I'd have nothing else to watch on Thursdays. <laughs> if I drop Somali in the forest spirit, but that's not a great reason to watch a show. <laughs> yeah, especially now that stri- or, uh, the good place is over too, and everything on Thursday is gone. <laughs> ah, that's true. See, that's my, true. my 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 worry is we're on episode four. If I if I, if I go into the next arc and I, I get stay committed to episode six, once you hit episode six, oh, you're, you're locked not finish in. It. You're locked <laughs> in. I don't know. I, you're talking to the guy that stopped watching Gargantua and the Virgin Planet in episode eleven. That that was that was a because I also stopped the. I never watched the last episode of that. That was well, that was uh, to be fair. That was <laughs> unique circumstances. I you think, didn't you didn't miss was, much. I know. Yeah, but I'm just saying um, I could drop a show at the last minute. 
I'm not attached to anything. I'm trying <laughs> I mean, to remember this happened... the last time I did that. Uh... This happened to me with the mom show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where I was at about this point. I'm like, do I drop it? Do I keep watching? And I, I watched yeah. another. And then and then I, once, you, once I hit episode six, I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> In it for the I'm long haul, baby. Oh, I think the last time this happened for reals was like. Yeah, I think I stopped at the writer episode of Fate Zero for, like, a, go- a good, like, six months. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, I was just like, ah, what? this show's done. I, it peaked. It peaked with this episode. I don't... I mean, I, I really not don't, wrong. I really still... don't give a fuck about the rest of this cast, frankly. So, like, I don't care. I heard there's a no, good fist fight. a good episode. Don't need, don't need me. You only start watching Toku where you can't tell if it's good until you're 15 episodes and then, in. Uh, and then, yeah, it took me like a few months to finally get around to actually finishing Fate Zero. Right. <sighs> um, I, you know, I hope, if anything, if they're going to go this route, I hope they at least don't, like, make it super formulaic and, mm-hmm. like, like, rather than... You know, maybe the next one won't be like an adversarial situation where it's a monster they're fighting, but yeah. they have to come up with other I mean, scenarios. They already I had know. like the 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 origami crane and the people being like, th- you know, everything's going according to plan. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably not yeah, going to get any better. I I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to put this like battle shown in basic like basic battle shown in like thing on top of everything right especially like, since just all look he at the does op- is use a like knife. why does the why, why does the show have the op that it has just go watch the op like it doesn't make any sense yeah it's also like uh, half first episode material though which has been a bad trend this season to be honest what do you mean half first episode material like 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 there's a bunch of first episode animation like not not making up the whole OP, but it's just like in the background of the OP, like in order to give it like stock footage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the, well, they're recycling footage in the OP. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like like there's yeah. footage in the OP from the first episode. So like. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even care about that. I'm just saying, like, the tone of the OP is very much like a battle anime type of like the sky. anime. Well, thing. True. Are the backgrounds still pretty? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's still a very still, detailed. It still looks, anime. still looks nice. Uh, the only so... metric that matters this season. <laughs> it's still an anime this season. Apparently. Yes. Uh, uh, all right, let's yeah. let's. Um... Speaking of Fate Zero, its director is doing a new show this season. Yes, there's, he there's is. my and segue. It's, that's it's like fun. Too late. It is. All right, let's fun. talk about. <laughs> we're, we're calling this. Uh, we're, we're calling it Id Invaded. Yeah, right? it, 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 it is Id Invaded. Yeah. All right, so you know I should throw out the because this is going to come up on the next three shows. Uh, we, we we have a bit of an issue with recording this podcast because a lot of these shows are coming out on Sunday and we record on Sunday. So yep, and, uh, um, all three of these so, shows air on Sunday. So 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 there are there are uh, episodes out that we're probably not going to talk about at this point, and we'll just have to get to them next week. So yes. let me just throw that disclaimer out. But it's going to uh, happen to something every every time yeah 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 there's nothing nothing we can do about that unfortunately but uh what's what's going on with uh, invaded because it sounds like you guys are starting uh, to get more up on it well there I mean, are I more was serial up killers on, on the loose <laughs> more insert songs on right the loose. oh yeah yes oh the insert songs oh man just it, this show is bonkers in a way that like i love the I keep, worlds too I, I, yeah i keep struggling to define I, I keep resorting back to describing it as like Sort of a B tier Uchikoshi adjacent like mystery VN. Oh yeah, like that for is sure. really 
how I would describe it's it. Right, like, this like specific type of anime pseudoscience murder mystery. Yeah, mm-hmm. specific. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right. And so yeah, they're uh, still hunting down these fucking serial killers that are apparently a dime a dozen in this right. world. Just yeah, apparently like, there's coming just... out of the woodwork. Yeah, they're just all over the place. Like this time, oh, this time it's like real gross. It's like a person I mean, that traps yes. <laughs> people in a barrel and live feeds their them until actually not until they die. After they like, basically, it keeps a camera on them forever so they watch them decompose. Yeah, it's real it's, gnarly. It's definitely, it's definitely like a very specific type of like gnarly seven adjacent like right bad serial killer shit and i'd say the show is continuing to work like i i actually do like its format i think it is fun like i i generally look forward to every time the dude you know goes into the idwell becomes the brilliant detective like it's always a new set piece it's always a new like pseudo like locked room mystery Mm -hmm. um yeah and it it does let uh, them be so imaginative it's like say, what you wish Inception would have been. <laughs> when you go into the show, though, like, it's never something you can, the viewer can actually figure out. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm just saying, like, if anyone's interested in watching It Invaded, it's not a show where you can figure out the pieces on your own. Oh, right, right. yeah, because everything's so that symbolic kind of that it's right. almost impossible. Yeah. It's like, just it, letting the, the craziness wash over you, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of. yeah. And, yes, there's just this fuck like, this show, like, it's just its weird goddamn sensibility. Like, in episode four, I believe, the, the one, yes, where they are, like, hunting down the serial killer known as, like, what, the Gravedigger yeah, or Grave something. Yeah, Gravedigger. Yeah, like, and in the, and, and, and the neat thing we've talked about before is, like, every time they go into the idwell of the serial killer, it is, like, it is not a one-to-one, like, right analogy of their murder methods it's like it is the usually... dude who drilled holes his world was not drill world <laughs> right yeah uh or like the uh the, the the bomber photography guy it was not a photography based idwell no it, it was like a waterfall yeah. right. actually... i think it's really it's it's it is a neat take on like oh actually it's like the mystery of oh how does this seemingly completely disparate murder scene actually give insight into the real murders and so uh, for the gravedigger uh he is investigating what seems to be a case of serial arson instead and uh it becomes ridiculous because like the world starts kind of moving like jigsaw yeah like Mm -hmm. uh fuck uh uh, inception style yeah like an inception style and then but even more ridiculous that's what i like any y'all remember grimgar Uh, yeah. that show, the Isekai show that would sometimes break into, I would not say inappropriate, but spontaneous insert song montage. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my god. It Invaded has that too, and with a so song good. recorded by the artist who also does the amazing ED. Mm-hmm. Uh, the track is called, uh, let me double What's check like here. Samurai 45? Yeah, yeah, Samurai, Samurai 45. 45. <laughs> and the lyrics is basically just him shouting... Go like a samurai, do it like a samurai on repeat for four minutes straight. Right. It's, it's so it's like great. this montage is of so the main character constantly exploding or dying or trying to climb these houses and burning alive. Mm-hmm. All this like butt rock. Do it like a samurai. Oh, Yabi is not butt rock. Yeah, I, I, I'm not Aqua. I don't know what exactly it is, but whatever it is, it's good. 
You know butt rock when you No, no, no. Miyavi, Miyavi is too good at guitar to be butt rock. He is <laughs> he is so good at guitar, he actually roundabout and then becomes bad at guitar, arguably. <laughs> because he is literally too good at playing the guitar that he can make it sound bad. It's honestly impressive. Damn. Oh. And I'll, <laughs> oh, what, I'm always in favor of inappropriate insert songs. It's... And that's the thing. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, like, weirdly fist-pumping. And then the twist at the end of the episode is that that live feed was actually pre-recorded. The girl in that barrel's been dead for two weeks. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the, the guy isn't the gravedigger. Like, the whole place right. being on fire is that he's trying to hide, basically, a, a tree in the forest. Like, he he's trying to kill someone and copy the the killer to throw them off the trail. Yeah, and and so it takes this really kind of dark, yeah, very, you know, tar- dark dramatic turn. But again, in the same episode where go go like a samurai, do it like a samurai is playing, and it's right, it, it's hard to compartmentalize all of it together. But it, again, it just it works. It it, it it's junk food. It's thriller junk <laughs> yeah. food. But I yeah, it's, it's what I I, want. I love like I think. As my tastes in media have grown, as I've gotten older, as I've been exposed to more and more media, it's one of the things I still enjoy about anime is its ability to have these completely incongruous things next <laughs> right. to each other without giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll talk more about that when we get to Doro <laughs> We're only going to go up to episode five, but you really need to watch episode six. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. The first scene is. I will say the one thing Invade is missing, and you and I have been saying this every episode, is when the title card shows up. Oh, it's yeah. It's just the word of. It's just the name of the, the episode, but it really needs the No More Heroes synthesized voice saying the name of the episode <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, it, it is a it is a voice that it is impossible to 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 recreate without a without a processor but like <laughs> you've probably heard it before it's like the loud whisper modulated voice like from no more heroes and killer seven okay. i feel like that needs that really should be in this anime <laughs> because it's like the same kind of vibe and <laughs> uh, it's a shame that the titles like are the just serial silent, experiments but... lane kind of thing or yeah, kind of <laughs> like the like you know it's like it's like the whisper voice, but it's modulated to be like really loud and crackly. It's, right. I, I I cannot recreate it. No human larynx can recreate it. But <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. I think so. Maybe, maybe we'll find a clip for the notes or something. Yeah, yeah. just we'll grab something from like No More Heroes where they do it. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you guys are having fun with it. It's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the yeah, as as Marlon said, it's definitely the junk food of this season. It's not All right. it's not the most like mentally stimulating. It's not the prettiest show. It's not the most nuanced. <laughs> but it, it's not it, an anime of the year contender like uh, but, perhaps our uh, next show. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's something. But it is fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of our next show. Yes, man. It's man. Good, fucking Let's talk good. about. Keep your hands off Aza Ken. 
so good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yuasa's done it again. I keep yeah. telling y'all, Yuasa. <laughs> Greatest director Still of all good. time. Just gonna call yeah, that director it, He's the, the goat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Director of the decade, two decades running. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, so you guys can tell me... So episode three and four is focused on them doing their little animation yes, for the, uh, the presentation thing or whatever. Their pitch, basically. And... I, I feel uh, I felt I've felt a very deep spiritual connection with Kanamori in this uh, arc. Things do not get you guys done can tell me what that, what that says. You can get, you guys can tell me what that says about my about my, about me. But uh, I, yeah, I, I really everyone needs to get their decade posts done by this day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't fucking care what you do Somebody as long needs as you get it out on, on this day. Well, as someone who uh, never actually finished their decade post. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I just I just um I do love that she's included in this process to yeah because she add she, a t- dose of reality she, to uh... she's a really important part of it. I I mean I think these two episodes have been really great in general because to kind of like you know we don't need to like summarize the whole thing but like to give a brief like you know recap they're basically trying to create like a essentially a two three minute pitch video of their animation project to convince the uh, you know disproportionately powerful student council. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to them in a minute. Club. <laughs> and it's a really cool moment because, like, they're like, cr- like, you know, Asakusa and fuck the other one, the pretty one, <laughs> Mizusaki. Uh, are, who? Mizusaki. 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 Right. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Every podcast <laughs> uh, have like they're really ambitious. You know, like I, look as a creator myself, as a as as a professional artist, I feel they're feeling very deeply. You know, like there's. Mm-hmm. Creators want to create when when they create anything they want to create the whole world they want to create the whole galaxy they, it's they want to make everything and they would if you gave them unlimited time and budget they wouldn't get anything done and like there's this really great part right where like Asakusa is talking about like the project and I have the screen caps here where. <laughs> you know she has been she has been like doing like an all nighter. She's like sleeping under her desk, and just like the pros, <laughs> just like right. the pros. Yeah, Ugh. and she comes to the realization that every professional artist does. And I quote: "She says, I'd say it's less about finishing or completing the project, and more the outcome of passion crashing against compromise and resignation." <laughs> and this is every commercial creative product in the world. Every yeah. video game, every anime, every movie, every TV show, every book. Like, again, Azokan was probably compromised in some ways. Like, we all mm. talk about how much we love it. I guarantee you, you talk to the animators, you talk to the director, I guarantee you they could list off a million things of like, ah, yes. oh, I really wish we had done this, or oh, this scene, it doesn't read as well as it could have. And... Mm. It's very true, and, like, the thing that I think Kanamori, like, the, re- the reason I really appreciate Kanamori's inclusion in this story is, uh, you know, she kind of reminds me of, uh, of uh, Miyamori from, from Shirobako, the, 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 the producer assistant, you know, sort of the main character, and I think I got her name right, and kind of similar roles of, like, somebody has to keep this production on track, because yeah, somebody, otherwise... Somebody all has these... to lock that director in the prison... Yeah, yeah. I, thank you for reminding me of that. I I, I originally described Katamori as a meaner, more effective version of of the character from Shirobako, but you are right. The main character Shirobako did lock the she, she director lock the 
in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so gave him you a know. bucket to poop in, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? So, you, she look. The director was not getting the scenes done on time. <laughs> right. She had to resort to extreme measures, <laughs> and but it's it's the thing that I think that showed actually what Kanamori does as well in Azoken. That really kind of brings this all together. Like, it would be one thing, it was just like, haha, she's the sardonic, like, greedy one who's just in it for the profit and just in it to be, you know, the 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 taskmaster. But in they, the... They, in, they really, like, give her her due as a key part of the squad. Yeah, right. in, in episode four, where they are going to the meeting, and, like, obviously Asakusa and Mizuzaki <laughs> could not fucking defend their show to save their lives because they're... They're they're like me. They're obsessives. They're weirdos. They don't care about the <laughs> politics and the practicalities of the project. You know that I'm currently working on a piece of concept art right now for a project in which the illustration <laughs> shows the rear of the mech in, in, in the composition. So in this composition, you will only see the the rear side of, of, of the mech that is in it. Mm-hmm. I spent the last two days designing the front. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, well, you can't. Hey, man, you can't have a back if you don't have a front. Right. Yeah, that's that, that was my logic. I was like, I can't design the back of this robot if I don't know what the front looks like. <laughs> and now two days later, and I'm like, oh, God, I have about less than, huh, I don't have a lot of time left. And I'm like, I'm still working on the front. And if I had a Kanamori here, she'd be like, idiot. <laughs> what did you say you would start last week? The back? What are you doing this week in the front? And it's like that's real. Uh, that's real. Yeah. And well, that, that, yeah, that was the that was the this, the clip in the in the episode where, right. where she's like, what what what's what shot were you working on last week? Shot four. What shot are you working on this week? Shot four. Yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's really yeah. real. And like, Kanamori is the one who's like, look, do you want to get this product done on time? Here are two, like, really mean compromises we have to make. And right. you are like you hate the idea of both of them, but we have to do them. If you like, you pick one, or I'll pick both of them for you. And like Mizusaki is forced to compromise. She says, "Of these two things, I care deeply about. This is the one I care more about. And so mm-hmm. right. I will put more time into this. I will accept the compromise of this mm-hmm. other thing. And this all kind of comes to a head in again the the meeting with the student council and." Y- y'all got to agree with me. This scene is like almost trigger esque. I, I was like, about to say this. Oh yeah, when they have the riot, the yeah, riot the police, riot and like the, the, fucking, the security club or whatever is the and, one. And the, like, like the three frames of animation that the background has, right, like and the, the guy the, the, the with the RPG, frame, <laughs> the RPG, yeah, just the three frame loop of the dude with the rocket launcher in the right. background. It's, it's very trigger esque, but yeah. Oh, I was go- I was going to really, say the same thing. The thing that really sells the scene is like. Or the thing that reminds you, actually, the real value of Kanamori in in this group is, yes, she is the one holding the whip. Yes, she is the taskmaster. But she is also her team's, like, first line of defense, their first advocate. Like, against the first, like, incoming, like, threats and obstacles and detractors, Kanamori is the one there to, to take the brunt. She is the one there to fight the good fight that has to be done in creative, like, in commercial yeah. creative work. Mm-hmm. Like, when the student council are needling the team, like, isn't this a film club? Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> we've heard reports of, like, you, like, 
breaking, breaking the <laughs> and kind of more is the one who's like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> just like straight up, right? Like it's like, right. I don't see the issue here. Like, what does that have to do with the work, <laughs> basically? And that's the thing. It's like art artists really, you know, like just, you know, like writers need good editors, artists need good good producers, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. You need people who are like who hold the whip, but will also be your first advocate, like the person right. who will go up to bat and say, "You know what? This project is worth making. It is worth believing in." And that's what Kanamori does, and it's it's just a really well done scene. It's a yeah. it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a it's a nice difference between like her just being a a, a hard ass and you know wanting her money versus she does want the project to succeed. It's just like. She has to be a hard ass to make it yeah, succeed. Yeah, and I mean, like, she is, cl- like, you know, we don't see it in the same way that we see, like, you know, Mizuzaki's, like, lovingly animated machete flash, or, like, you know, Asakusa's obsession with, like, oh, the tank will work like this, and right. do this cool thing, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, she'll have a grappling hook, like, like, we see a lot of that, but, like, you know, like, there's a part where, like, Kanamori's, like, fuck it, I'm gonna go hit up the art club and ask them to, like, help us out. And she leaves, and then like three seconds later comes back and is like, "They weren't gonna help. Fuck all of them." And she just sits down and like starts like punching holes in papers. Like it's right, right. You know, just doing whatever she can to to keep things moving. Right. The show continues. Look, I think again, we keep saying it. It's very easy for a show that's about creating work to fall into a very like self masturbatory like territory. And I know that some of you detractors think Shirobako entered that territory. But I think that Azuken does a really good job of. Uh, it does yeah. help that it really like na- like nails what it's trying to do. Like every time that they bring up these concepts or they have these animation right. sequences, it actually does look really cool, and it it incorporates <clears throat> it, everything that they were talking about. Yeah, so, like, yeah. that's probably like, my favorite aspect of the show is its ability to exp- like explain and talk about like the cost saving techniques and the animation techniques as those things are happening on screen right, right. As I, you know like, like it's hell, dem- though, demonstrating its own yeah stuff. like a great example of this is like compare um so hell so remember i think i forget was this episode three i think it was episode three where they show the rough draft of the short right like remember like they're showing like the, the rough keyframes of right. it happening mm-hmm. I think so. And then in episode four, they show the full thing, and mm-hmm. I guarantee you, from a creative pipeline standpoint, that was definitely done as a cost-saving measure. Right. Of like, oh, we can air this four or five-minute segment twice. We'll just air the like <laughs> <laughs> the rough draft version because in universe it is a rough draft. Right. And then we'll air exactly. the final version like in the next episode because we'll have an extra week to actually finish it, and it's like. Yeah, it's it, cool that it allows the show a, like ex- thematic cohesion. Yeah, like it explores I, I, those concepts and then shows them like diegetically in universe. Right, like I think I talked about this last time, but you can see it this time too, where you, you can see them. You could kind of call it cutting corners, but it's also just as much a stylistic choice to make things in the background sometimes be less focused because they have so much detail in the foreground, or like yeah. like you're talking about the the trigger esque scene of of the background. They made it work because well, because it's funny like a trigger scene, but also yeah. just because you know like it the the three frames was funny and it also saved them right uh, yeah you <laughs> can you can, you can see what they're doing. Of... 
like it's yeah. it's kind of meta in that way. You can see what they're talking about in the show, oh, totally, and you see how they're right? applying it to the show. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like we always talk about like the the exquisite like tweening ability of Trigger, <laughs> right? And their, you know, their ability to know that sometimes it's funnier and cheaper to just like lazily, you know, tween a character across the screen because mm-hmm. like different tools for different jobs, and sometimes, especially for comedy. You can actually do something more effectively doing it cheaply than like, like here's the thing, right? Like if that dude in the back, with the, if that three frame loop of the dude with the RPG was like this exquisitely like ten second animated sequence, <laughs> honestly, it probably wouldn't be as funny. Right? Like, it wouldn't be no, as it effective. Right. It would be a waste of time to spend so much time on that. But and yeah, that show's just really good. There's one. So let me um. Let me uh let me throw something out here. Okay, okay. Uh, so th- maybe this is nothing, and it's probably just pure metaphor here. But in episode four, when um they're showing the th- the 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 short, and stuff starts breaking into reality, right. like the right. the shell casings mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. I thought that was really nice. Like it looked cool, and I'm sure it was not meant to be literal, but just in case, I'm gonna throw this out here. Is this going to turn into like an anime guitar situation? That's what I keep wondering. <laughs> Iro, like, you, you know what I'm talking about? With the shell casing, the way that like it didn't go away, you know, the guy kept rubbing his eyes. It was a trash can. Well, it was? I, 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 was that's it? what I thought. I, figured, I like, thought it was always just a oh, shell I casing. I, well, my, understanding of that, my understanding of that scene was that it was metaphorical to show like the impact on the audience. The hmm. immersion, as, as oppo- yes. Yeah, as opposed to... These things are literally right. happening. Like, 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 even when he's rubbing his eyes, I think that is more meant to be like metaphorically, like, oh, it's so immersive that even when he's trying to pull himself out of the the illusion, he can't because it's just that well done. <laughs> like, mm. I, I okay. almost took that as our reference for the shell casing knocked on its side was we kicked a trash can over on its side because it was about the right size. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. I don't know. I re- maybe I really just wanted to shout out anime gotteries, uh, but <laughs> I mean, same dude. <laughs> I mean, fair. I, I I I was I was debating whether I would be okay with them going in that direction, but uh, I mean, I feel like the uh, imagined spots have been they're they're in that kind of neighborhood already, right? right? right. Like, I feel like they've been clear that those are imagined spots and not reality. Right. Yes. For sure. Okay. I would just add one more thing, you know, from from my perspective as one of the people who don't like anime about anime. Um, <laughs> I have appreciated that when they do get into the weeds and they go deep into the weeds, oh, they do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it feels like just when I'm about to say, okay, that's enough, let's move on, they move on and come back to the the you know the story. Or I mean, I think that is, is also the thing, on. right? Like, if this were just a the, the, show... They're balancing it well. Yeah. Like, if this were a show just purely about creating, I think even for someone like... I mean, I think someone like me would enjoy that, but I think that would get, like, tiring, I think, because... Then it's turning like, a documentary, right? And, like, yeah, that, that's man. fine, but, like, it's not, like... Like, the thing that Azoken does well is that it's a genuinely solid character drama, regardless. Or, is it a character drama? A, a slice of life? I'm not um, even quite sure, but it is... I don't know. You like you like the characters. Yeah. That's charming, yeah. right? It's like a, it's yeah. it's just it's yeah. a genuinely good story, uh, and it also happens to have a very heavy focus on the nitty gritty of 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 creating. Yeah, so I appreciate that they're keeping that balanced yeah. 
to where it's still interesting, but not overwhelming the entire show. Right. It's real good. Yeah, it's good. It's, 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 it's really good. I... <laughs> Damn, you Asa. You just, you just got it. You, you just keep fucking killing it, huh? The goat. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope there's some alternate universe out there where he's the big name hot anime director and not uh, Makoto Shinkai. But oh, maybe that's another story. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would love Maybe for... that's another uh, <laughs> discussion for another yeah. time. It seems like he makes yeah. enough money. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you, I'm sure you Asa's doing fine, but it yeah. is. It, I feel like. I'm surprised nobody's he hasn't calling had... him the next Miyazaki. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised I mean... he hasn't had his big break yet, and I think it is maybe it's because for better or worse, like, look, I really stuff like is not mainstream Yuasa enough. As as a creator, Devil, Devil Man Cry Baby was not for the masses. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, one anime of the year, the right? Thing... Or wait, no, that was yeah. or did? No, not for us. Some, some somebody probably called it yeah. anime of the year. I mean, it was yeah. it was close. It was up there for me, but right. I think the the thing is like also like. We don't really we don't need to get too in the weeds here, but like I feel like Yuasa is at his best doing adaptations. I think that Yuasa's original works are actually not generally not as good as his adaptations. Like you look yeah. at Ping Pong, you look at Devil May Cry Baby, you look at Azoken. Like I think he really shines when he works with like material that really resonates with him. Right. And maybe okay. that is why he has not had his big mainstream break is because he does not have a like a Princess Mononoke to his name or something. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It won Crunchyroll's Anime of the Year last year. Oh, that's sure. cool. Those awards yeah. kind of suck otherwise. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what they, we'll see what they name for 2019 in in uh, three more weeks yeah. when they finally uh, announce it. Anyway, I, I, no, I'm not joking. I, I know. Actually, yeah, I know you're weeks. not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, when we're all still thinking uh, about 2019, I knew it wasn't crazy though. What? What's next? Well, speaking of shows that are overwhelming, <laughs> show. All oh, right. Yeah. Gee, what what is Doro Hidoro? I, I it's so weird. It's the mystery. That's, That's Doro Hidoro, baby. Right. Like I don't I don't want to be like whoa, Adam, it's so weird. But like Doro Hidoro is generally like difficult for me to follow sometimes. That's Doro Hidoro, baby! Yeah. Okay, so... Alright, let me... I don't remember if we talked about episode 2 uh, last time, but I'm lumping that I'm lumping that in with this discussion, episode sure. 2 and 3 this week. Uh, we, I, I have watched episode 4, but you guys haven't, so I'll, we'll keep that one aside <laughs> for now. Um, if, if anyone recalls last episode, I was kind of on the fence about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, they won me over. Gosh, <laughs> I wonder I'm all in now. Okay. Uh, there's two, two, I'll give you two reasons, two things that won me uh-huh, over. Uh-huh. Okay. So at the end of episode two, we introduced, we're introduced to, I guess we'll call them the cleaners. Is that fair, G? Yes. Uh, and they're setting it up for, they're going to go hunt down, uh, Kaimon and Nikaido, our main characters. And, you know, that seems like we're going to basically be seeing next at the beginning of episode three. And then episode three starts with a, um... Zombie hunt? <laughs> yes, yes. Out of nowhere, it's like, yeah. yep, zombies are back. Uh-huh. Everybody buy your t-shirts. Right. Zombie day. Uh, you, you get zombie day. Uh, the, the monks are walking around with basically fire extinguishers shooting uh, salt at, yeah. at the bodies. And, uh, most importantly, you can win prizes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can win prizes by killing the most zombies. Uh, uh. Just out of nowhere, interrupting the entire like <laughs> flow of the plot and everything. I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I like yeah. this. Um 
And then, uh, and then of course they they revealed uh, one of the cleaners, uh, Neo, later, who I, I'm a fan of. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know how else to explain that, uh, other than uh, look, I. I uh-huh. I'm not saying I want her to crush my skull with her bare hands. I'm just saying... I want her to crush her skull with her thighs. I understand. <laughs> she seems like a pretty cool character. Yes, yes. Uh, Her name is Noi, but uh, yes, Noi is... Uh, oh, is... I, oh, it's Noi, right. Yes. I got the yes. I-O and the I mixed up. Yes. yes. She is uh, so, a very fun character. <laughs> I'm, uh... And, and I, so it just, it's just the whole show. It feels like it's 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 like brimming with creativity, like things that we've never seen before, and it's doing them in a way that is weird and fun and interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, the hope is that with episodes two and three, you kind of like begin to realize that, like, yes, it, is it still a pretty gory, kind of grotesque show? Yes, but is it actually like weirdly lighthearted for the most part? Also, yes. Like, yes. Right. Shin and Noi, the the cleaners, are introduced initially as like. These hotline Miami motherfuckers, right? Like, yes. bloody hallways, like, murdering people with their bare hands. And then they have, like, a conversation about, like, hey, no, don't get the cheap trash bags. Like, <laughs> organs fall right through them. Like, you gotta get the good trash bags <laughs> for these dismembered body parts we're taking with us. Or, you know, Kaimon having a conversation with said trash bag full of disembodied uh, human part uh, body parts. Uh, or... Or, yeah, just the sheer premise of, like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, just, like, because, like, magic is fucked up in this world, anybody who died because of magic comes back from the dead one night out of the year, so, like, we put a, a fucking coin in the in their neck, you know, when we're right. processing the corpse, so that on... Everybody is incentivized to kill them later yeah, when the zombie exactly. uprising. Turn them in as tokens for prizes, like a, and then, a fucking meat grinder for Kyosa. And then that one girl that got her face ripped off is like, I, she's kind of like the Kenny of the show now. She just yes, get, finds yes, new ways to is, get messed up every episode. Like the one yes, ep- that she turns into accurate. a zombie. Yeah, it's uh, just right. Yeah, like the, you know, fucking just like. It, it, they capture a good aspect of the manga, which, like, the thing the manga does really well is just have a lot of really funny, incidental background jokes, like, yeah, like, Shinonoi, like, crashing the zombie-killing party to confront Kaimon, like, hey, we've come to kill you, motherfucker, and then just in the background, like, <laughs> just getting her head chomped by a zombie. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... I think uh, this, the new ED also does a good job of capturing perhaps the more like accurate tone of the uh, of that that story and setting. And I might just watch Dorohedoro just for the opening. Like it, that, is, I just love it every time. For some reason, it's just it's a really good opening. It's <laughs> this is the season of good openings and 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 good backgrounds. Good songs in general, the whole season. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like this this is very much like the the kind of thing I like anime for where it's just like again the the creative energy. Yeah. It's something like you do, I I can't think of anything you could directly compare this to like, yeah, like whether it's the setting or the mood or even just like the way I won't get into the, there's stuff in episode 4 I was thinking about where like just creative ways to think about how people's powers work and yeah, stuff I, like that like Definitely. Uh 
And so I'm 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 I mean I'm on board now, G. <laughs> I'm, glad, they, they me, I'm glad they won me over. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad uh, noise a strong, powerful body could convince you. <laughs> Magically, she I'm just saying like she seems character. like a, a fun character. Yeah, she, she is, seems she like is, a fun character. I, I think it is a thing like. The thing with Dorohodoro is, like, you really got to kind of treat... Again, it, it is very much kind of hearkening to that era of, like, zany 90s OVA energy, if that makes sense. Like, yes. Like, I don't want to go into, like, oh, it's just so random, but, like, it is definitely kind of playing into that kind of, like, you just don't know what's going to happen next kind of vibe. Like, it's right. just so out there with every scene, like... You know, just all it, the... it does. It does. It does have a lot of that, like '90s. I, I, well, I guess the manga is like more early 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but that same general idea of like, you know, the very violent. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the whole the whole mood of it is very much from that time period. But I feel like this holds up more because it's not taking itself yeah, super right. seriously for the I most mean... part. I, I don't mean to judge how I imagine, like, the work I'm about to speak of was created, but Dorohodoro gives me the same vibes of something like... For example, I imagine the way Trigun was created was... <laughs> they started with cool-looking characters with badass names, and then Nightowl figured out <laughs> backwards from figured there the of what the plot would be. So, so <laughs> like, just any, any I'm gonna make the main show. character have a lizard head. Yeah. Like... like I'm gonna make the main character have a lizard head. What can we do with that? Right. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna make the one um, guy use mushrooms with his magic. How can how can that work? Yes. <laughs> it kind of makes me. Th- it kind of makes me think. Like the mood makes me think of like a more violent and intense version of like Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, even though that's like a little bit violent too, to be honest. Yeah, th- this is definitely more not, violent than that show. Not but behead a person with or a claw at least hammer. That's violence. true. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Which, uh, this, this show is definitely more, and definitely more graphic, right, yeah. but, like, uh, I feel like the mood is kind of similar of, like, I mean, think of how much this show is devoted to cooking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. yes. Like, like it, it's, a, it's a kind of a similar vibe of, like, this, oh, this horrible world that right, they're in, but, like, there's humanity yeah. to it. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I will say that there are definitely, like, there are definitely, like, stakes and tension, like, real stakes and tension do, like, kind of start to crop up later. But there's definitely an aspect of, like, also kind of the implicit nature of, like, death doesn't really mean anything in this world because... Right, there's like, so many ways to not die. Right. <laughs> or or like, come back. You know, but, yeah. there's, you know, like, I, I for, personally, for me, like, I really do love just the the bit about them playing with, like, like studying Kaimon's decapitated head, like there's like right. slapstick nature to it of just like, you know, he wakes up and just next to him is like the jar with his own fucking head there. It's just like, I mean, lizards grow back body parts, right? Yeah, totally. obviously, sure. And yeah. Just makes sense. There's a, a real goofy sensibility to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. That show was a lot of fun. Let's give our our weekly thanks Netflix on that one. <laughs> yeah, thanks Netflix. Thanks Netflix. It's amazing we're able to talk oh. so much about this show, uh, considering. Yeah, it's it's incredible how much we've picked up. From <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, totally. Not watching it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, I 
think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. Talk about Common Rider. Or that science. Do you want show. to talk about Common Rider? <laughs> I could. Okay. Uh, actually, do you guys want to talk? You guys went to the the near concert. Oh, right. You guys want to talk about that? Oh yeah, it was nice to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much there is to say about it. Iro and I uh, attended the Near Live Orchestra concert. Uh, they had a tour in L.A. Again, one continuing to remind me that there are, in fact, a couple of almost redeemable reasons to live in L.A. Is that if any like notable thing is touring, L.A. The- usually. Get something. I, I just want to know how did they get a Chicago show but not one in New we York? We never yeah, get stuff, okay? Me. We never get anything. Let's get it. We, we never. I never. We never get any anime stuff in um, New York. That's so no, weird. But... Like I feel like New York. Like surely, like they must have played on the East Coast, right? Like somewhere. No, really? they didn't make it past uh, Chicago. <laughs> that's man. That's yeah. That's strange. It's, I, it's I feel make like... up for us not getting the pillows. <laughs> it's like an extra two hours on a plane on the plane man yeah. but anyway but uh, yeah carry it was, on it was a it was a lot of fun like you know it was we paid good money to silently sob while an orchestrated <laughs> rendition of Emil's theme played uh-huh uh just oh. <laughs> just it was it was a, it was a really good experience you know not to like get too like you know pretentious about it but it was really cool it's like watching like you know like a group of like a hundred or so people like playing instruments in unison to create like some of our favorite music and games in the last few years and uh you know yoko taro was the oh sorry go ahead uh, yoko taro came out on stage and basically said that it was really cool that somehow Nier's popular enough to get concerts like this he doesn't really understand why when (laughs) final fantasy and kingdom hearts exists but Well, they got concerts. Did anyone tell them they already got concerts? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that was a very that's a very Yoko Taro thing to say, though. Right? It was was Boris also said, (laughs) "Sorry, Iro, go ahead." Also, was like, "Hello, I'm Yoko Taro. I'm from Japan." (laughs) (laughs) Yes, speaking in Japanese all the while. I mean, I'm assuming you had the Emil head on, right? Yes, yes, he did. He had to be led on stage because he apparently could not see out of the (laughs) He can't see in the Emil head. Yes. um, That makes sense. Uh, How was the the set, like the track list, their choices? It was good. Um, I'd almost actually argue maybe... So they played both a a track list from the original Nier and Nier Automata, and I'd almost argue that maybe the original Nier track list was a little bit stronger. Like, well, or right, because it's an orchestra, uh, yes. and so much of the music from Automata is electric, right, and synthesized. Yeah, there's a lot. So like, right. they were able to kind of hit more of the iconic tracks from uh, OG Near, whereas like with Automata, you couldn't really, for example, do "Become as Gods" or "This Cannot Continue" <laughs> because like. It's kind of hard to get robo voices into a live orchestra, right. <laughs> or entire children's no... choir for Pascal. Did they? Right, right. Like they could not yeah. do Pascal's right. Village because they were not going to fly out a children's choir <laughs> for one song. Did they do both but... Emil themes, like like the sad one no, and just the upbeat the... one? I mean, it's the no, same just the like... sad one. Well, yeah, it's but the same like melody. It's the same melody, but yeah, it would it would be interesting. Yeah, no, they only to... only played Emil's theme once, the original uh, okay. version from uh, in the first near. Uh, just like they only played uh, the original version of Grandma and not my Man favorite old. track <laughs> is Near Automata, both for the song and its title, uh, Grandma, in parentheses, Destruction. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Also the old original version of Song of the Ancients. 
etc yes. etc yes. just mm, making me right. realize how many reused songs are in your autonomy <laughs> totally yeah right it's a good soundtrack uh, whatever yeah, I'm soundtrack. assuming they end they ended on uh, the weight of the world uh-huh. yeah yes they did they they actually did do an encore where they played um shoot I did they do the English version they, or which, because which... they had Emmy Evans on on call for the all the vocals of the original New Year stuff they did her fake language version for weight of the yes. world okay the chaos language uh-huh. version. <laughs> uh-huh. Kajura chanting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, enjoyed it. New Year's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I really wish I could have. Maybe, maybe they'll rerun it or something. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, we I live in a world where somehow in... Nier is popular. I, li- I live an hour from the biggest city in America, and somehow <laughs> I can't get an anime concert. Well, yeah. again, take heart, though. We now live in a world where Nier is popular enough to get orchestrated concerts. <laughs> that, so, that, yeah, there is something to be said for that, uh, at the very least. Brand new world we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I, should I talk about Kamen Rider? Or <laughs> do we not want those to be talking about Kamen Rider? Is it is it good? It, yeah, if you have some, if you have something to say about Common Rider, now would be the, a good time. Did I, already, did I already talk about the rival CEO? Yes, we we mentioned and that last time. They're yeah. doing this whole contest to see whether his Google Glass is better than the main character's company's robots. Um, yeah. well, last time we like talked about a the no win scenario for anyone. <laughs> Well, it's like that doesn't see, seem like a comparable competition. Google Glass versus robot. I mean, you know, what, it, is the learning power of the robots better than human ingenuity? Ah, uh, right. You did say that was the theme of the. Uh, which uh, is weird to have conflict. the heroic side be robots are cool, <laughs> and the villain be like, robots are going to replace humans, man. Black bad. I mean, I like robots a lot. I like robots a lot, but this villain might have a point. I mean, <laughs> right. like halfway through the season, it's going to be his his second transformation is Andrew Yang. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Gotta gotta stop uh, gotta stop automated labor and a thousand dollars for every everyone. <laughs> God. Well, we talked about last time the the problematic nature of having your heroes be CEOs, I mean, yes. right? Yeah, and riders, so. <laughs> they had a they had a contest over who could make more profit selling homes. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like yeah, that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like you know, that. We, so, live, we have know. a very real housing crisis in this country. I don't want. To. <laughs> you see, and the hero uh. team loses because they prioritize the happiness of the clients over making the most raw profit. Oh, good. Benevolent capitalism will <laughs> yeah. save us. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's very Japanese. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should yeah, but, uh, you know, stop past, that one before past it several episodes have just been rival CEO Thouser, Kamen Rider Thouser, just kicking everyone's ass for like the past five episodes. So, waiting for that to pay off somehow. Is it good? I don't, no, he's a dick. No, no, is the show no, good? No, no, is the show good? Is the oh, show yes. good? I'm enjoying it. Oh, Considering the okay. past several common writers have been bad. Um, All right. I, I was going to say, is it because the bar has been yes. so low over the See, past now, few years? Now, that, uh... the question is, because Super Sentai and Kamen Rider cannot be good at the same time. One has to be good and one has to be bad. Uh, right. The, so the, the new right. Sentai is starting up in a few weeks. Uh, and so we'll have to see how the scales tip mm-hmm. once that happens. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. All right. Now All right. I'm well, I'm sure we'll touch. <laughs> All right. I'm sure we'll Common touch base when that happens. But... 
<laughs> touch face with Kamen Rider again. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's going to do it. Let's uh, just end on our housekeeping. You can uh, check us out at theglorialblog.com. I promise we'll write something at some point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than the... Uh, but uh, you can check us out there uh, on Twitter at theglorialblog. Uh, you can uh, catch the podcast on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean. We're on YouTube. Getting closer to that uh, subscriber thing for uh, us to get an actual real URL. We haven't mentioned really? that in a while. Are we? Are we getting yeah. close? Did uh, did that like uh, close enough for me to say it? <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's put okay. it that Everyone way. Did we get, get a second win from all the second win from the uh, the latecomer Legend of the Glorio Heroes uh, fans? Steal your sister's <laughs> yeah. password. So uh, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you check us all out in those spots, and that'll do it. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks guys for being on. Yeah, and thank we'll you. We'll catch you next man. time. Later.